It's us. We back at y'all. This is uh, my first case podcast. You got uh, Keisha, you got Rob, and we got our pops here, Lance. And um, we're going to do a little different today. So, uh, Lance, can you um, introduce us to yourself, please? Well, my name is Adrian McCall. I'm the father of Keisha, Head, Demetrius, and um, Rashamir, um, and Trini. Those are my babies, my big babies. And sitting here with us is my, my brother, Ward, just sitting here listening to us also. Well, you know, welcome to my first my first case podcast. Well, what we do here is um, we like to, uh, we like to talk about um, how we were introduced to uh, the prison system because what we talk about is prison reform, recidivism, and we just want to give back, you know what I'm saying, give a little insight on, you know, how felons re-enter the prison system and all that. But, I mean, you got a whole broader story to tell. So we're going to let you, you know, get into it. And um, Yeah, I also think it's um, imperative that we speak to you because you come from a different generation um, during Reagan times when, um, I guess, crack first hit the streets. And the impact your generation seen seems like it had a significant impact on uh, your generation because a lot of dads were just removed from the home. So I think this is a special treat, not just because you're my dad, but also because we get a different perspective than we've gotten from most of our um, interviewees have been sort of within our generation. So with that being said, tell us how you caught your first case. Well... I call myself uh, selling dope, and um, what I did was uh, it was going pretty good. It was going pretty good, and uh, I met this young lady, and uh, I guess it was all she was kind of like paranoid, and I went into her house to sell to sell her some, and. Uh, Come to find out, I happened to look out the window and I saw um, CMHA. And uh, as I entered her house, um, I was went to perch, I mean, give her what she asked for. And we looked out the window and saw CMHA police. And uh, she wanted to put me out. And because she, I guess she paired, she was paranoid. So I, when I left out the door, I left out with my back turned. And as I bagged up, I walked right into CMHA. They were standing right in the hallway. And uh, they got me. And uh, they, when they got me, it wasn't uh, actually like I was selling the drug. It was like I had bought the drugs from them. Oh. And um, so they stuck me. They took me to holding. And... Um, that's that's the way it ended up. It, that's that the case was they, the case was really on them, you know that they were selling drugs. That like I bought a fifty dollar bag of drugs, but I was actually selling the fifty dollar bag. So um, they took me to holding, then they took me downtown, 
and uh, I stayed down there for a good, great a couple of days. Um, went to court. Um, then they let me go. They put me on probation for, for like I was on like 30, 31 days, and uh, and I got out. And well, I'm not gonna say good, and I'm not gonna say happy. I'm just gonna say it kept money in my pocket. Mm. I, you know, I found out a way, a new way of keeping money in my pocket. You know, dress because I like to dress, uh, and uh, have have a little fun, have a little sociable fun. So I uh, I got involved. I went I went on. I didn't. I went back to the same guy, and uh, he didn't have no problem. He put me right on. Okay, and um, you went back to him after you were released. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm curious. I want to go back a little bit to the female. I remember you said that she looked nervous. Do you think she knew something or had something to do with you being arrested? Because well, that's see, the first thing that came to my mind. It's a thing when people get high, or you dealing with people, they get paranoid. You know, like a lot of people when they smoke reefer, they get paranoid. You know, you got some do, some don't. You know, everybody got addiction, a different action to what they do. You know, like um, when you take pills, you know, people, you, you act different. You know, everybody got a different way. And um, I guess she was paranoid when she saw the um, police, security police. She got paranoid because I, I look at them as, uh, we used to call them, um, Rent cops? Rent cops, right. Wow. Right. Well, that's it. That's you used to call them rent cops because we look at them, and all you had to do was just go ahead and handle your business and go, you know, go ahead on, you know. But then if you, you got somebody like that that was scared or nervous, you know, that's something you had to look at, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, you said this was CMHA police, so. Uh, was this uh, down the way, 79? West Side. West Side. Yeah. West 7th? Um, West, West 28th. West 28th, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so you you didn't get charged with distributing. What was your actual charge? My charge, they, um, I really didn't, uh, the charge they gave me, it was like purchasing. Okay. So was that drug abuse or? Yeah, yeah, dr drug abuse. Okay, okay. Yeah. And um, you did? How much uh, probation? Three, um, 30 days, 31 days. I did 31 days. Probation? And, yeah. And you completed wow. that successfully? Yeah. So you didn't have to do no actual jail time? Well, not then. Okay. So let's talk about when you did, if you don't mind disclosing. Um, it was a little while after. Uh, I got involved and uh, I got caught up again. And this time I got caught up. I had just came home. I know I just had bought me a car. And then I'm hanging out, partying. You know, and then, you know, when you come home, you know, every, your boys, you're partying with your boys, and they got girls. And, and um, it become a nice, lively little thing to do, you know. Mm -hmm. Then I get back out there. It's, it's, it's time to get, get busy. Mm -hmm. You know, you you, got, you you could enjoy the fun for a little while, but then 
the fun in because you got to get back to your fun. And my fun was making making that money, you know. And um, get out there, you can make your money. You know, fun come back again. You had time enough to get out there and kick it because it get bigger. Mm-hmm. It okay. get bigger. And as you say, well, it got bigger, it got better. You know, from uh, from a pair of patent leather shoes to, to a pair of leather shoes. Yeah. You know, and... Um, it just that's just what that's what was getting me because I was like, wow, you know, I walked around with fifty dollars in my pocket, let's say, um, three four days ago, and look at me now, I got fifteen hundred dollars. I'm walking around with in my pocket, which belonged to me, you know. So, as long as dude kept making sure I was supplied, you know, I kept making his money, and uh, I was making mine, you know. But then I got caught up on 79th and um, Kinsman. Mm-hmm. Um, messing around with a goofy girl. <laughs> I see it's a pattern uh, with you and the females. It must be a ladies' man. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was a chaser. All right. You know, okay, so um, <clears throat> I have a question because um, I know a lot of, uh, I mean, with the lifestyle, it there comes a lot of stuff we get um, caught up in. So, did you ever uh, mix mix it like you know hustling with partying? Well, yeah. After a while, I did. Cause I, to me, it was like when you start mixing your uh, program with a program, it, it don't mix. All programs don't mix with. Um, with program, you have to take that program and set it to the side, and then whatever you do that's meaningful, you have to take that and set it to the side. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you take this program, and you you uh, you already was in this program here, so you was doing well. So then you have to actually sit down and figure out well, either I'm a, you know how am I gonna do this? I'm a party, or I'm gonna keep hustling. And you can't—that's so a hard thing to do. That, you know, um, the translation with that I want to give you. So, you found yourself. Did did you ever get high for your own supply? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so that's the translation with your program mixing. What you're saying? Yeah, right? okay. and that, that started partying. It's like uh, some folks look at it um, as like uh, what's his name, uh, Scarface, mm-hmm. or. You know, who, I mean, uh, was Gucci Man? Um, who, um, you know, different people. Yeah, I get you know, it. I get it. We but, get it definitely. But um, I found I found out that uh, look for me. I found out that you can't uh, you can't mix it. Okay. You know, and then you can't flaunt it. You know, you can, but it's a way to do that. You know, like me, I I, I dressed all the time. And then I dress, you know, and people tell me, I go to church, I'm clean. Boy, he dressed. He shop, you know, he shop as dope deal I done seen, you know. <laughs> but then I hung around a lot of big heads, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, like Winston and them, you know. And they, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how they doing it, you know. And it's like, they walking around, they take you to a penthouse, Mm-hmm. Downtown somewhere, and uh, they got white, they got the black, got the Puerto Rican girls, you know, 
And um, it was like, whatever you wanted, you could clap your hands and you can get it. Hmm. So then you was like, wow, man, I can, I can have all this. You know, so I got involved. I got involved with that. <laughs> you know, so it was like, I got to, I got to driving. You know, I was driving uh, a couple different cars and, you know, but then I found myself getting wild. Cause you can find yourself getting wild out. You can take yourself out, you know. And I, my daughter called me. Well, I said it like that. I was high. I was fucked up. And uh, she came over, and I was, you know. And uh, her mother told me that she she noticed it. Yep. You talking about me? When, when I stayed on the west side. I remember that day. Uh, uh see, And I said, what? I said, well, I gotta stop this. Something gotta give. You know, yeah. and as the part of me giving this up and stopping it, I'm still smoking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to kill this this epidemic epidemic I got. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't easy. Hmm. So, well, I can tell you about that day because I hadn't seen you in years, um, and my mom said she knew where you was, and when she brought me over to your house. You just didn't look like you looked the last time I seen you, which was years ago when I was a lot younger. Um, I could tell that something was afflicting you. You wasn't yourself. And um, I had missed you a lot. So when I seen you, like all these emotions came through, like, gosh, I missed him. Here's my dad. I love him. But what's wrong with him? What happened? Why is he, you know, looking like this? Is he doing drugs? Is he sick? Or is he what? And I just... I kind of like froze, mm-hmm. and I was trying to hide it actually from my mom. But then she, she looked back, it. and she's she like, you, "You okay?" And I'm, you know, trying to straighten myself up, you know. But in the same breath, it just uh, it hit me in a place where I I just did I didn't see it coming. I didn't realize I was yeah. going to react like Mothers that. Mothers probably catch a lot of things, you know, and you you probably think they don't, but your mother, your father, your aunties, your uncles, your grandmothers, they catch a lot of things and you think they don't, you know, yeah. until they say something about it. And then you got, you know, grandmamas is hard, they'll cuss you out. You know, grandmamas will cuss you out in a minute. And then they stop you, stop you from coming into their household mm-hmm. because it puts a fear in them that um, you're gonna steal. Okay. Or you're gonna set them up to be robbed. You know, or, you know, anything that's got something to do with whatever, you know, violence. Hmm. You know, grand people feel like that. And you got, got uncles and aunts feel like that too. But then you got some that look out and uh, try to help you because they know you're sick and you got a problem, uh-huh. you know. But then you also, you shouldn't take advantage of that. You know, you got to look at, wow, my dude looking out for me, you know, he's, making sure I got a couple of dollars in my pocket. So I said, what I do, he want me to leave his stuff alone and he looking out for me. So either I either leave it alone mm-hmm. or, and take the money, go find me some help. Mm-hmm. Or either I keep, I take the money and keep getting involved, you know? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes my, people might feel the change in their life. They don't want to change in their life, but I still dress. Right now today, I still dress. You know, um, I st- but I go to church now, and I was going to church then, though. 
when you um, <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna get raw and uncut. When you start getting high, did you search for um, help or did you find help within the prison system? You know, a lot of a lot of people they don't. If you as long as you're on the street, you don't stop. But if you catch right. a case, you'll go in there and you clean up. Did you? Did you? Well, when I went to jail, I I didn't have to. Uh, I didn't really have to search because I knew what I wanted. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I knew it was right. it would come, yeah. you know, by me being in the system. Mm -hmm. And then by me being in there a couple of years or so, you know, that helps me. Uh, I went to programs. Okay. You know do you they, think you would have been able to do that without going to prison? Yeah. I told, uh, I told quite a few people that, you know, and uh, I said, I just need some help. So you were ready to stop. And um, yeah, I had told uh, let's see, there's some something happened, and I, I told them I just need some help, and they're gonna tell me, well, white folks, and I told them, I said, how are you gonna tell me how not to be a drug addict, and you never being a drug addict? Yeah, <laughs> you talk about white counselors or something. Yeah, I like the way you said it. Can you say that one more you know, time? How can you be a drug addict and you never been a drug addict? I mean. You never smoked a joint. Mm -hmm. You never smoked a pipe. You never um, snorted nothing. How you know, you never you dropped know, a pill. Other side of addiction. You know, you know, you're telling me about addiction, but you've right, never been addicted. Right. And mm -hmm. then it it kills me like um, movie stars. They do that. That's so fake. You know. Mm -hmm. And I like my black movies. I like my white movies. You know. But you take us and make us look worse than shit yeah. on TV. Be a, we supposed to be the drug addict, mm -hmm. and you know, like um, I looked at what is it, New Jack City? Yeah, yeah I looked at it yesterday, and the guy didn't know my lips get dry. Yeah, I'm sick, and I take medicine. My lips get dry, you know, and you making him look bad. But why did you take her to rehab and didn't take him? I mean, why did you take him and didn't take her? She yeah. needed help just as well. Oh. Everybody in that alley needed help, you know. Um, one thing I wanted to mention since we brought up addiction is how, like in the 80s and 90s versus today, addiction, drug addiction was um, treated like a crime instead of a health issue, um, which I feel definitely had an impact on, you know, our parents' generation. People got, a lot of people got incarcerated for low-level possession, not even right. distributing but addiction is a health problem. Um, one thing that I will say in full disclosure that bothers me today is how all of a sudden now addiction is a health issue. We have drug court now. Um, people who get addicted to um, the Pain latest, killers, yeah, painkillers. Whatever's going yeah, on right the now, most it might recent. be Percocets, it might be uh, lean. Fentanyl, I mean, whatever it is, yeah, all um, of a sudden. narcotics, period. Right. But um, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing of it is, let's just, uh, as you say, address the elephant in the room, mm -hmm. that most of the people who are addicted to the painkillers and whatnot are Caucasian. But in the 80s and 90s, and there's no, there's an alternative now for them. There's drug court. There's treatment. Oh, this is not a crime. This person was caught up with, you know, a couple of pills, and it's not a crime versus in the 80s and 90s if you had a rock, like you right. get the same time for mm -hmm. one crack rock that you would get for a hundred um, 
100 grams of cocaine. Hey. Mm -hmm. So if I got one crack rock, that means that I am using. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I'm going to prison for that one crack right. rock. It's not, it's not looked at as a um, health issue or as an addiction. It's looked at as you got a drug, not yeah, you right. got a problem. Right. Addiction is a health problem. It needs to be treated. It can't be controlled. And I will say that for me, for you, like my parents' generation, most, not most, but a good significant of them were impacted by the whole crack thing. It just mm -hmm. went through the neighborhood and took away a whole generation mm -hmm. of fighters. Mm -hmm. um, and seeing you, when I saw you in that way, Squeeze, please, in the bill. Let him in. No, no. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. Keep it, keep the mic hot. Keep the okay, mic hot. Okay. Keep the mic hot. Squeeze, but, please, in the building. Keep the mic hot, Kisha. Yeah, my yeah. brother just walked Squeeze, in the room. Squeeze, please. Y'all um, got to check his episode out. He ain't here to check on his bro. I mean, his sis and his dad. So, yeah. Squeeze, please, in the building. What up, OG? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what I want to say about that is... um. We talked about Reagan. You know, you said something about Reagan earlier. So the Reaganomics, you let it in. Mm -hmm. Because right, we right. was we created Freebase in our, you know what I'm saying? Right. They was doing cocaine and the Freebase hit our areas. That was the crack cocaine. Right. Freebase meaning Freebase meaning right. crack. They cooked right. it up with um baking soda right. and cooked yeah. it up. And um I'm gonna relate that to um another thing. I'll get on that, but Freebase is crack cocaine. Yeah. And um when all the keys of uh, cocaine was coming in, they was coming in uncut. So the the white people, you know, they like to just snort or do whatever. And um, when the crack cocaine, 90s, 89, we started to freebase, and hence freebase is crack cocaine. That's the crack rock, uh -huh. which hit the urban areas, which was never targeted. Or Anyway, it hit the urban areas really hard, and a lot of our older, like we said, uh, our, our um, older our generation, parents. parents, or, I mean, even some of us at our age, they, they dabbled in crack. But um, it wasn't a problem, never, because they can incarcerate us at a high number Absolutely. for using crack, selling crack, abusing crack, doing things that was crack-related, stealing cars, you know, anything to supply a crack need. You know, so it was an epidemic but it was an epidemic that helped help them Absolutely. to keep us incarcerated because right. that's where they really want us, you know. Yeah, because we went from five million, I mean, five hundred thousand people in nineteen seventy, incarcerated to two point. I think we had two point two million right now, and that could be off by a few numbers. But, yeah. but mandatory minimums contributed to that, and the mandatory mm -hmm. minimums came from crack. Again, like I said, it was dealt with if you were using as you were selling same issue when we both we all know that crack is not even 100 percent cocaine it's only a small percentage within one crack rock of cocaine Clearly. so um with the mandatory minimums that i'm gonna put them out there bill clinton signed um <laughs> three strike laws our prisons got padded with black and brown faces and now it's Oh, it's a health problem. Addiction is a health issue. Now. And now, uh, um, and now it's an epidemic because uh, a lot of us in our area, we're headed towards heroin. They're dealing in heroin, right. so now the heroin is hitting home because a lot of Caucasians use heroin now. Now there's an epidemic over there. 
but they didn't see an epidemic when the crack was killing our community and it was destroying everything our way. Now heroin's destroying their way. Now it's an epidemic or it's it's this or that. It's the thing called drug court. There was no drug court in the 80s, in the 70s. They wanted it for the black man. They wanted to kill off the black man. um, That's why they had us butt naked selling the drugs or putting it, no, no, not selling. They had us putting the drugs together and they was taking it out. The police was taking it out, selling, setting us up. Yeah. The more of us that they had to work for us, the more shit, you know, they can come up with. You and know, they, they set us up with that, you know. They set the black man up with that, you know, and that it. selling. And then we got involved and uh, hell, I ain't know nothing about no cornflakes. I just knew about Cheerios, you know? <laughs> and I, uh, you know, they, they give me Cheerios, and oh man, this shit good. Let me, right, let me right. try a little more of that, so, you know? See, and then you get you get immune to it, mm-hmm. you know? It's I had, a cousin, I had a cousin got killed like that, but that's just strong. He going up. And, uh, you to, to have the heart to just walk up in a person's house, black, white, Puerto Rican, and just pull your gun out and demand what you want was wrong, you know? And that was uh, another case. But uh, the, the okay. thing is, that was a case for you to live and serve them. But you, excuse me, a lot of them weren't so fortunate. Mm-hmm. A lot of them run in there to kill them, and they get killed, huh. you know? And they still still was going to put you to work. Either way it go, they was going to put you to work. The black man, they put him to work. Mm-hmm. But he was always behind the door. That's just like um, stars, um, singers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when we made records and stuff, we was always in the background. Always in the background. If you pay attention, he was always in the background until they changed the, the, the media of uh, making songs. You know, the rap is totally different. Money is different. Yeah. You know, and see, now that they didn't make the money a little different, uh, they can't really get tight on us like they want like they want to. Mm-hmm. You know, because a, a lot of us used our brain for more than what it, what it was put on our head for. And that's good. I mean, okay. that's really good. Can you uh, elaborate, go back to the um, scenario where you said Cheerios versus cornflakes? Can you uh, mm-hmm. elaborate on that a little bit? Define that for our audience. Well, it's like, I'll make it short. It was like um, I was smoking crack. Then they changed it. They changed crack to heroin. Okay. So I went and I tried it. You know, that's where I meant from cornflakes. The cornflakes was the crack, mm-hmm. and the Cheerios were the um, heroin. Mm-hmm. So I changed to heroin, you know, and then that just, you know, boosted boosted the whole thing up. And I think our life was totally different in that heroin. It wasn't made for nobody, but it definitely wasn't made for us. It wasn't made for nobody, but... I can understand what you're saying because um, when you first try something, it's a euphoric feeling. And that's one thing about addiction. You search for that feeling 
all throughout right. your time getting right. high. So the euphoria is kind of like the Cheerio and the cornflake analogy, what you get. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, what you get the first time is it's what you chasing That's the whole right. high. All right? the time. All the time. And it's, it's hard to find. So, it's, you know, you're looking, you're steady looking. I just want that one hit that I had back in 79 or something, mm. you know. I just want that one hit, but you'll never, you'll never find it. Because every time you go in the closet to pull out a package or call dude up to bring you a package, every package is different. Mm -hmm. You know, and nowadays, they didn't change it up and put so much different changes on it. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll never work. It'll kill you. Yeah. It'll kill you just chasing it on. Just, right. So what was your longest time in prison? Uh, let's see, a year two. Have I say two two years? It was two years. Okay. Where where yeah. did you do that two years at? What I do next? No. Where did you do it at? Um, I went to Lancaster. I went to um, what CRS? I forget where it is. CRC. CRC. Yeah. Um, and then that's where I was because when I got to uh, Lancaster. I stayed there because I started working. I found out you could work, you know, mm -hmm. in the work system. I got started working in the library. Because I, you know, I'm selling dope. Who's going to work hard? Mm -hmm. You know, so I started working in the library, you know, to keep it on the smooth. And for a minute while I was there, I'm thinking about, wow, I'm, I'm selling books and hooking books up, you know. I get back out here and still make money, you know. So like, you know, till it actually hit me and came to my mind that, uh, you know, I could use my brain in a better way and keep working and making money. You know, you um, when you're locked up, you uh, you got too much stuff on your mind, a lot of idle time on your mind to think about what you gonna do or wanna do instead of sitting back figuring, well, hey. I got you when I come home. You know, I was the shit on the street, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, you could still be the shit on the street, but uh, just bring it bring it down. You know, you ain't got to do it like Joe did it, you know, and then he ain't really doing it because he, he down and out. He looking for a handout. His brother and them, they, they ain't got it going on no more. They looking for a handout. And the first one of them to get that hangout is the first one that get killed. Okay. I'm going to ask this question for a lot of the, my generation who lost parents to the streets um, or to addiction. Um, it's always been in the back of my mind when I was younger. Were you thinking about your kids when you were out there smoking? Yeah. I stayed away from y'all because I because my addiction. And the only time I came around y'all is uh, dress, I was dressed, had kept money. I give y'all two, three hundred dollars, you know. But uh, I stayed clean. And when I came around, I, I wasn't high, you know. I came around sober, you know, because I didn't want you to see me come in and I'm talking all fast and moving, you know, and acting a certain kind of way, you know. And when I seen y'all, it hurt it. 
that's right. Oh, who that is? I'm sorry, Dad. But it did. It hurt it so bad. Because we all had love for one another. And I was so scared for them boys because we all are hustlers. And I was so scared for them because they are the younger generation and they hustlers. And there's so many of them out here getting killed. But thank God, he saved my, he saved me and my wife. She got, what, seven, I got six, six or seven, something like that. And it so happened, God looked out for us. My kids are doing okay, her kids are doing okay. But then you still got to have that attitude, <clears throat> not the selfish attitude. You got to have a righteous attitude to get out here in this world and finish living your life the right way. Because if you try to finish your life the other way, it's not. It's going to work. It's only going to work for a little while. It's not going to work that long. Drugs, drugs is a funny thing, you know. You know, you can't, uh, I can get dressed right now and put on, get my crutches on my wheelchair and get out there and still do the same thing I did when I stood on the corner, you know. But it, it, it ain't gonna last for a long time because you get, it tells you, um, people get, people get, they set, set people up. Yeah, that's different. Um, you said wheelchair and crutches, so, um, <clears throat> I just want to make a segue to your health issues right now where you at in your life. Um, Kisha's, you told me you're you dealing with cancer. Yeah. And which cancer is that? I got um, uh, bladder. It's bladder cancer in my kidneys. Uh, I think my kidney is both of them, I believe. But uh, I'm working on that, you know, getting taking chemo and radiation and stuff like that for that. You know, but... Uh, the only thing that get me out of the whole sickness, I feel great. But the only thing that get me is my walk. I, you know, I want to finish walking. You know, you could take it. Mm-hmm. You know, but let me walk it. I, you know, I've seen a lot of people get sick, and then they get sick, and then they get sick. And when the time comes, the time comes. Right. You know, and I just rather, you know, that's just the way I can go in there, get on the floor, and then play with the kids. I can go by the house, you know, like I still I still would do. But I didn't tell them for a while, though, after their mother moved, because it just happened. Well, tell them about the cancer? Uh, um, yeah, because, uh, you know, I used to go by the house. They stayed down there on, uh, down on 64. I would go down there every holiday or whatever. <coughs> I would go by the house, you know, but now since I got sick, I wouldn't go. You know, because, so, um... I hear you. Um, so how long have you been clean, um, free of addiction? Free oh, of addiction? I've been clean for a good while. For a good, good while. That's good. That's good to hear, man. That's, yeah, that's I've been good. clean for some years. I know, no, that's you know. Glad to hear that, right? Yeah. And I um, don't believe it. I think about it. I really think about it. And then when I got, you know, by me getting sick, I really think about it. But not now, I don't. Because I got too many people that love me, you know, for me to turn my life around, you know. And then it, God might have a, um, 
or get will card from me. Mm-hmm. You know. And see, and if I turn my life around and don't use that give away, that's like a get out of jail free card. Yeah. And if I don't use it like I'm supposed to, well, he'll take it from me and give it to somebody else. You know, so I'd rather just sit back. Me and my wife, we have it out. We believe me, we have it out. You know, not harsh, but we have it out because. I want to be who I used to be. I mean, who I was as far as walking and taking care of my household. You know, that that's all I want. But I had just come. I just, that's a little bit enough for me. Thank you so much, Deb. Love you so much. Thanks for um, thanks for um, thanks for the interview, Lance. We appreciate having you on my first case podcast. Y'all can find us. I guess uh, we just been found on Apple. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. What's the original one? Um, Anchor. Anchor. Yeah. So look us up. We gonna keep them coming. And this is um, Lance Kisha's pop, and um, peace out, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I like my wife involved. Yeah. If I can soon talk to her about it, get her involved, and uh, get our boys, our boys involved. They silly. They like head now. They silly. They all get together, and oh man, it be this would be something like that. They'd be up here laughing and acting crazy, talking on the mic. But <clears throat> I think it like with the little bit that you're doing, and the little bit that you're doing, would give a whole lot to others. Yeah. And we send out a big message to others. And that's the goal. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely. Because I see, like, the kids, now I gave out my little message, and probably I have more because I get into it, mm-hmm. I, you know. <coughs> would send out my wife, she would be the same way. All right, Lance, real quick. So if you have one message for the kids, 15, 14, 13, coming up, any kids, give them a message. Yeah. Ones that's out here that really think that they are they doing, doing something, something, or they, they don't the streets, know about drug addiction, they're trying to hustle. What well, would you tell them? Well, I, I said, you should give up drugs. I don't care how you look at it. Selling it or using it, you should give it all up. Drugs. You got opportunity to get go to school. You got opportunity to work. Take that opportunity. Go to school. And keep that school running because if you go to school, you can work through school. They're going to make sure you got a job, you know. But keep doing that. If you got kids, stop doing what you're doing and take care of your damn kids. You know, because it, it don't make no sense. You got kids running around here with a milk crate and you run around here in a, uh, a $35, $40 dress. Talking about you going out and your kids... Would would uh running from this door to the next door, you know. So what we stay in the projects we brought up in the projects could the best place you could stay because the our rent is low, but you got to use your head about staying places like that, you know. I've been I, I kept staying in the projects and I'm living pretty good. My daughter, my kids, we all stayed in there, and I know a couple more people, and we all doing good, you know. And all you got to do is. Kick the garbage to the side 
and get some Bible in your life, and I bet you'll be all right. One thing I want to tell you that I wanted to say when you were speaking earlier when I asked you about, did you think about your kids? We never stopped thinking about you. At least I know. I didn't. I held out hope that you would come back. I, know. I was praying for you. I know. And uh, I never let go of you. I know because I, I tell, I tell uh, Sheila that. I say, Sheila, I came home. We were somewhere. I came home and I told Sheila, I say, Sheila, she got a good memory. <laughs> I said she got a good damn memory because she knew about things that she thought I didn't know, that I did know. You you did. You hit some buttons the last time we talked. I think it was in the front room. And I said she's really kicked some buttons. But it, it was something I couldn't get involved with, something I couldn't do. You know, I couldn't get involved in that because that would me and your mama, that would have started a, a big argument, a big thing. I might end up back in jail, you know. <laughs> so the best thing to do is to stay out the way, right. you know, because I, I didn't got to the place where I got with God, and I let God handle stuff like that, yeah. and it's, it works. It works. And ever since God worked, like my kids, my grandkids, y'all been I've been seeing y'all uh, quite often, and I'm, I'm glad of that. I've been seeing y'all quite often. That's a, that's a blessing for me, mm -hmm. you know, because I asked and I asked and, and she kept telling me, and I get, she said, don't worry about it. Let God handle it. And I get your mama and see the name and stuff. You do? I, I just call in their name uh -huh. because they're strong. Yeah. They're strong women. I get their name and there. I have to. Mark, Mark. Oh. I get I get their names mixed up, and um, I had to I had to jump clean real quick, real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to jump here. You gotta know how to do that though. You got to know how to <laughs> jump clean, you know, cause they some women to catch it. Oh, you call me that that bitch at home, you know, and then I'd be like, what is you talking about? You know, be looking serious, but some some a lot of women are smart. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of women are smart, but we don't always do that on purpose. Well, I, can I ask how old are you, OG? I'm 63. 63, okay. Yeah, it's the good ones in your life that you need to keep in your life. Give them a chance, and give, give them a chance, and then hopefully they'll give you a chance. You know, because all this glory and luxury ain't, ain't Ain't gonna get it, not unless you do it the right way. Cause we go out to dinner, we do it all, and we we smile and oh man, that's the best thing we have. You know, she need to slow down on her working, but she gonna keep it up. And I'm gonna step out of here. Well, I can walk a little bit. Uh, she gonna step out of here, and I'm gonna step in. The, I'm gonna step in the job where she's working. Right? With my, with my crutches she and my with my crutches, she's gonna be like, "What you uh, doing out here?" Uh -huh. Coming to check you. So you checking yourself out. You checking your traps. You checking your traps, OG. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had to let a lot of, a lot of people go like that. Uh, I had girls, I had to let go. Grown women, uh, close to my age, I just had to let go, and I just let I just let them go. I just let was you dating them or these was your people's? Yeah, it's kicking, kicking it, kicking it. Yeah. 
I got a question. If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. But okay. the, 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 you know the door. We come up the steps. Oh, that, that door back right there. So where the coach at? Background noise. Yeah, just oh, come, just come. So yeah, we going really, really live on this yeah. one. We got background. We we in the trenches on 79th. You got a, we got a lot of stuff going on, but we made sure we was gonna get this interview done. We had to bring it to the bedside and make sure that we gave y'all this one live and right. you know so it's gonna be raw and uncut but that's how we do it on my first case so you can like it love it yeah but either or we we serving y'all what y'all want um so i got and you don't have to talk about this if you don't want but i do remember it from when i was little um you want to talk about how you lost your eye when i got shot Okay, so the story was, or at least we thought, I don't know if it was a tale or not, that they were shooting down down in the projects. Mm -hmm. Trini was in the way, and you jumped in and grabbed Trini and got shot. Yeah. Is that exactly what happened? Yep, I jumped got Trini out of the way. And I got his little friends, because they were right there in the courtyard. Mm -hmm. Was this on the compound? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. right there on okay, the compound. Okay, compound. And um, you didn't see it. What's your name? My crutch. It's a black crutch. I seen that one. I'm looking up for my other one because I'm going to walk out of here. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. But anyway, I'm sorry. That's on my wheelchair right there. I can grab it. Okay. Yeah. Um, they were uh, they were out there playing. Uh-huh. And uh, it was Freddie and them that doing the shoot. I remember uh, Freddie, Janice's husband yeah, or boyfriend. Janice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I um, went out there. And I grabbed the kids, and grabbed my son, I grabbed him, got him in the house, and I grabbed him. As soon as I hit the screen door, I got hit by the buckshot. Got hit about five times. I got hit here, here. He's pointing to his eye mm -hmm. and his um, jaw. Uh, it's about four or five times I got hit. Thank God, though, because people, when I mention it to people, uh, they act funny towards the kids, and I hate that, you know. Kids would be like, what happened to you? I got shot. I got mm -hmm. hurt. Never lie to them because things happen to them. Right. Be honest with them. That might help them throughout life. Well, I don't want to get shot. I don't want to, you know. You know, so you have to help, you know, get along with the kids. You know, the, especially the babies, our babies. Because our babies mean a lot to us. Mm -hmm. And as they grow and get educated, you know, they, they, they come up a little more. How long ago was that? This that was you in was 80. That was in 80 when you, so you've been without, you've been sent out of one night since mm -hmm. 1980. Since 80. Mm -hmm. And the adjustment, how, how, how'd that come about? Was uh, that hard to adjust to or no. you just Believe knew it or you not. had to do it? Believe it or not, it wasn't hard at all. No, I uh, got shot, went in the hospital. I stayed, actually, not to be funny, or you know, you can take it as a funny if you want. But I went to the hospital. I came out of the hospital the same day. The wow. exact same day. The exact same day. I, I hadn't had no surgery or nothing. Because they had took I already did the patch up because I was going to surgery the next day. Okay. But I came out of the hospital the same day. I was sitting up under the tree. You know where the center at? You know where the street, the street light? When you get down to the center, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. When you get down to the center, it was a big tree sitting right there. And then you can go to the center, it was right 
down the street. Yeah. I sit there in that, I sit there under that tree. And you know who saw me sitting under that tree? Your mother. Yeah. She said, what you doing sitting up under the tree? Both be in the hospital getting ready to go through surgery. I, I said, I, I'm going back. I said, when I got through getting some of that air, I said, I'm going back. <coughs> but I, I went back the same night. Mm -hmm. The way, same way I got in, same way I got out. And I never tell, you know, you don't never tell your secrets, you know. Because I walked in, I, you know, people talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mike, Mike, you know, he had me jokes to tell. Did you plan on going back or was it yeah. you seeing her? Oh, you did yeah. actually plan on going back. I was just, back. it was summertime. Yeah, you wanted a little air. And I wanted yeah. a little bit more air. And then I didn't know how the surgery was going to turn out, but so I just, nervous. I just, I'm just like that. See the you world, know? see the life here. Yeah, no you know, I'm just like that. When things happen, I'm, you know, I want that last little air or whatever, you know. But that's, you know, that's about it. Okay. But I love all my kids, step kids and my my kid. Like me and my brother get mad because I tell him you need to check up on them. You know, and they 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 um they cuss him out right now today and say, well that that ain't my father. You know, and they know it's their father, but they they say that's my not my father. And you say if if you got some step kids. They say, he ain't got no stepkids, we his kids. And then you don't neglect your children. You do not, I don't care what, do not neglect your children. Because they need you. Like you needed them, but you might be a little stronger than them until, you know, like you don't need them, but you need them. And it don't hurt to sit down and talk. You know, you have a talk with her, she have a talk with them. You know, mother, fathers, and the kids. Sometimes I feel, excuse me, maybe we should all get along sometime and just have a, a, a Sunday conversation or something, you know, a weekend conversation. Then after we get through with our conversation, we hit the bar and go party. Yeah. Wow. So on that note, thank you so much, Dad. You're welcome. Not just for this interview, but just for... Loving, protecting us, and Good keeping time. us. Um, and uh, my first case out, Rob, do the uh, the exit. What's the exit? I thought we did oh, the exit. We passed the exit. But you know, you're no, good. No, 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 y'all know what's going on. My first case podcast, we got the OG Lance telling you some real life stuff. Check us out on Anchor. Check us out on Apple. And um, Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcast, Google Podcast. We out here. Yeah, we about to start loading y'all up with plenty of episodes. So you know, um, I'm gonna start putting this on my page a little more often too. Rob Pimpton, and um, check out his episode, the legendary Rob Pimpton, and then his mom's episode right after that. We got him for y'all. We talk a little bit. You know, we got something to talk about. Follow us, and you know, see our movement and see what we got going on. My first case signing out, 2021. All right. All right. Perfect.